Welcome to Hearts Aligned, a tapestry of heart-touching stories, motivation, wisdom, and inspiration. Join your host, Deshaun Williams, every Monday at 4.30 p.m. as they connect and align hearts. Hello, everyone. My name is Deshaun Williams, and I am your host for Heart Strong. And today we have Different on the podcast, and I want to tell you a little bit about her. Different was born on December 15, 1990 in Houston, Texas, 5th Ward. Overcoming homelessness and foster care, Different went on to beat the odds. She attended Sam Houston State University, where she became a member of the Beta, who, Beta Theta Chapter. Y'all, please don't get mad at me if I mispronounced it. Um, of Phi Chi Theta. Look, I, I was—I ain't gonna lie—I was never in, in a beta or in a sorority. Or, uh, so, y'all can't get mad at me. <laughs> she graduated and received her bachelor's degree in international business and her master's degree in entrepreneurship. She is also a Texas real estate agent. She has a love for traveling and has visited nearly 50 countries and participated in amateur kickboxing. Whoo, child. Her hobbies include reading, journaling, meditating, biking, ATV riding, zip lining, and hanging out with her best friends and her nephew. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to different. What's going on, Mr. Deshaun? <clears throat> What's going on, Mr. Deshaun? Thank you so much for having me. You're Shout welcome, out to everybody man. out there watching. Uh, happy to be here on the Hot Strong Podcast. Yes, my name is Different, spelled D-I-F-E-R-N-T. And uh, first off, I must apologize. I'm a little stuffed up. I woke up this morning with allergies kicked in, full blast. Um, it's the summertime, so I have a little summer cold. But in any case, I'm happy to be here, share my story, testimony with you guys. Thank you so much for that awesome introduction, Deshaun. That was wonderful. I'm happy to be here. Let's get it. Yeah, so my first question to you would be, if you don't mind sharing your story with the audience, because, you know, we heard that you overcame homelessness and foster care. What is the story behind that? Well, and <laughs> joked about it just a few seconds before we hit the live button, but like I said, I'm going to share my story until I can't anymore. And I don't care who gets tired of hearing it. This is my story and I'm sticking to it. Um, but to give you background about myself, um, like you said, I'm from Houston, Texas. This is I was born and bred. I'm 32 years old. Um, I had a good childhood up until the time I was 11 years old. That is where, you know, me and my family, we spelled on hard times. And we ended up homeless for three years to where we lived everywhere, literally from pillow to post. We slept in cars, shelters, parks, bus stops, and even at one point slept at a crack house. Um, and it wasn't until the age of 14, I was secretly placed in foster care by a relative. And they did that and didn't tell any of my other family members where I was. And for the first six months of being in care, I tried my hardest to come home. Um, but mind you, this was in early, what, 2005. This is right before, you know, Apple uh, iPods and Apple took over. So don't really know phone numbers like that by heart. And so um, I tried 
to come home, but to no avail. But it wasn't until I found out through another form of foster kids that if I stayed and aged out, that the state of Texas would pay for my tuition to college. And so right then and there, a light bulb went out of my head to where I had to just choose to elevate my book smarts, you know, by using my street smarts. And so what I did was just made that decision to stay in care for the next four years. And that wasn't easy in itself because I got shuffled from foster home to foster home and, you know, got into it with different foster kids. And, you know, by the end of it, um, I had just took on so many personalities to the point I was asking the question of who am I? Um, but all of it wasn't in vain because by the time I had aged out of care, I had earned a full ride to, you know, my college of choice, which was Sam Houston State University. And uh, going there was a blessing in itself because I had so many opportunities. I got the opportunity to travel abroad. That is where, you know, my travel book was planned. I studied at uh, Kim Young University in South Korea. And while I was over there, I got to travel to eight other different countries. Um, I also started my own student organization titled Pay It Forward to where we would speak to different students at different high schools about the importance of education. And that is where my motivational speaking book was planted. That's where I would share my testimony with kids. Excuse me. Sorry. Excuse me. Um, but that, like I said, that is where I would share my testimony towards the end of uh, each of the speeches. Kids would come up to me and they would say, hey, I'm going through the same thing or I didn't know Texas was paid for my college. I'm going to go. And so that is where the motivational speaking bug was planted for me. Um, and then I ended up graduating. I got my bachelor's degree in international business. I have two minors in economics and business communication, as well as I later on got my master's degree in entrepreneurship. I'm also a Texas real estate agent, as well as a newly uh, insurance sales agent. Um, I've traveled all over the world. And so at the end of it, you know, God is good. But with all that being said and done, Deshaun, even though I had all those accolades and accomplishments and notches under my belt, it still didn't mean a thing, you know, if I had a lot of trauma that I had to deal with from my past that followed on with me throughout my childhood and into my adulthood, coming up from that chaotic environment to where for me, chaos was normal and to when, when I was actually taken out of that situation and placed in foster care. I was actually placed in good foster homes. Um, however, for me, it was just a shock within the culture. I never known Black people to, you know, have nice homes and college degrees and good paying jobs. I never knew that that was an option for us. And so I seen, you know, being in foster care and having foster parents who were well off, Black foster parents, no less. Um, however, for me, I got that notion that it was just too good to be true. And me being that Sagittarius, I decided to win the ship. It's time to sink the ship. And so what I would do is self-sabotage anything that, you know, I feel was too good to be true or that it wasn't going to last or that notion of I got to get you before you get me. That's what I would do. And those type of, you know, character traits would follow me throughout high school and in college where I would, you know, become very off-putting and push people away to where I didn't want them to get too, too close to me. And as, like I said, I graduated from college now. I got all these accolades and accomplishments, but I still have issues to deal with and to where it's affecting me in my career-wise. So um, it gets to a point later on down the road, you know, I'm an adult now. I'm out of college. I'm out of foster care. I'm on my own. And I'm still dealing with these issues. Um, and there was one incident to where it, it dwelled on. I dwelled on it for the longest to where I had a meeting with 
a very well-connected uh, person, and I purposely showed up late to that meeting because I let those negative thoughts in my head get to me, telling me, oh, you're not going to do well, you talk too fast, you're too country, they just take a pity out on you because you're in foster care, things like that, and so I, I purposely showed up late to that meeting, and it left a sour taste in that person's mouth, and I, I regretted it, you know, basically to this day. And it wasn't until some time ago to where I had to look myself in the mirror and face that ugly truth and tell myself, you know, whatever I went through as a child, it wasn't my fault. It was out of my control. But somehow, some way, as an adult, it is on me to deal with. It's my problem to fix. And so I had to face that ugly truth and dismiss that notion that, you know, Black people, we don't do therapy. And, you know, this Black here, girl here took us up to therapy and got herself together or I'm continuing to get myself together. And in doing so, that is what led to me writing a book and ultimately starting my own business. And so that's how I ended up here. <laughs> if you, I feel like I'm. Was it that? Um, what was that turning point, so to speak, where you were like, okay, I need to start self sabotaging? Um. When I was look, I had like I said, just looked up one day, looked in the mirror, looked at my life. You know, facing thirty years old. Although I have, like I said, had accomplishments under my belt, but I really didn't have anything as far as setting concrete to show for myself. I, I'm not married. I don't have any kids, and I'm sure that's going to come on later on in life. But what I was, how I was feeling in that morning, my time, or in that time was. Um, why am I not at the level that I should be? What is the problem? What is holding me back? And like I said, looking myself in the mirror, and I'm really big on prayer and meditation and, and, and searching beyond to find you know, truth and reason as to why is things the way they are. And in doing so, it all reverted back to my past, to what I went through as a child, you know, what molded me into, you know, my action, why was I off-putting? Why was I being mean and rude? Why did I sabotage the situation? So I had to go back to where it all started, which was my past and, and talking about it and healing. And although I've had, you know, sessions in the past as a child, you know, that that's court ordered. You know, it's not really something that you're doing from your heart because you want to be doing. Um, so this decision, this was made on my own. It was something that I wanted to do to, like I said, keep my mental health in check, uh, being real with myself. Um, I can see, you know, how it is a person can build up to uh, attempting or succeeding with suicide when it comes to dealing with their mental issues. And if it goes unchecked for so long, they'll go off the deep end and possibly take somebody with them. And that's I never understood that notion that, you know, hurt people hurt people. And so realizing, you know, that I was a hurt person by the things that I was doing, I was hurting other people as well. That's what also made me Look, take a look at myself as to, you know, why I didn't have any concrete friendships or people that like to stay around me for, you know, a certain amount of time or people felt that I was annoying and off-putting. Why was it that? Or why didn't I like myself too? Um, I, I was very self-loathing as well. I would mess things up and then, you know, kick myself for it. And so that, is, that was a breaking point for me. You know, I'm, here it is, the turn of the century for me. I'm about to be in book three, you know, 30 years old and I need to get myself together Whatever I went through in the past, it's time to let it go right here and right now. I couldn't, you know, blame mommy and daddy and whoever else, foster moms, foster parents, what they did and said to me. I had to let it go or at least try, at least try to, you know, work on letting it go 
and it doesn't happen overnight. It, it's it's not going to be a one quick fix thing. That's when it comes to getting your mental health in check, you have to look at it as you know when somebody has decided to get their health in check, their physical health, where they want to lose weight, and they make the decision to cut off all sugar and carbs, and you know they don't go back. And so that's just how it is when it comes to your mental health. You may have to make that full-on lifetime commitment to continuously keep your mental health in check. And so if you're going to do therapy, you have to be committed to it. You can't just do one little session. You have to, you know, prepare yourself to uh, be prepared to go to more than one. Even if you set yourself up for like a quarterly session, you go four times a year, you know, each quarter of the year uh, or twice a year, um, but just know that going to therapy or keeping your mental health in check isn't going to be a one-time thing. It's going to be a full-on lifetime commitment that you're going to have to do for the rest of your life. As long as you're facing trial and tribulations, you are going to have to battle and, and come up with ways to combat mental health issues and anguish. Um, I also want to take this time when it comes with me and my business, Third Eye Entertainment LLC, uh, we strive, like I said, to push for social awareness to society through our products and services in which we educate, inspire, and entertain all at once. And especially when it comes to mental health, awareness, wellness, um, I advocate heavily. And so with this message, I just want to share with everybody that's going through any type of mental anguish, including illness, uh, stress, depression, anxiety, uh, having anxiety, excuse me, suicidal thoughts, even bullying or, or having, you know, going through a relapse or rehab, please know that it is okay to not be okay, but do not ever sit there and not be okay. Go get help, whatever that may mean to you. Talking with a therapist, a family member, a friend, picking up a hobby, cutting people off, mending broken bridges, you know, even getting on medication if that is the need for you. Do it. Uh, do whatever it is that you have to keep your mental health in check and, you know, possibly keep you from going off the deep end and taking anybody with you. If you know or need these mental health resources that I'm about to share with, please feel free to share with any and everybody else. The crisis hotline number is 1-800-273-8255, or you can call or text 988, or you can text 741-741. And for those that are on, that would prefer to go online, you guys can check out mentalhealthishealth.us, or you guys can visit 988lifeline.org. Uh, and as well as you guys remember, although I am giving you guys these mental health resources, you have to remember it's on you to do your own homework and your own research and you find what works best for you. Because at the end of the day, you're the captain of your own ship and you decide where to navigate the waters, not anybody else. Lastly, I want you guys to remember whatever trial and tribulation that you guys are going through at this time of your life, this too shall pass and you will get through it. So going off the deep end is not worth it. So therefore it's not an option. So don't do it. Um, so that's all when it comes to as far as like with the mental health, um, that's what it led, getting my mental health in check and keeping it in check is what led to me writing the book as well as starting my own business. Um, and then I'm not a perfect person. I, I, I'm still battling and struggling with my depression. In 2021, I had five deaths in my family back to back to back. Uh, being my mother, being the last person, she died in my arms the day after Christmas. And so um, I have to constantly work on that and keeping my mental health in check. And a part of doing that is sharing my testimony and talking about it and keeping her memory alive. And so you guys are not alone. Um, I'm not alone, and we're in this together. So you guys keep fighting and keep your head up.
Most definitely. And thank you for sharing those resources, um, yes, especially yes, that 980 number. Uh, yes, that is definitely. so helpful now because, you know, when that number was, um, when I was trying to get everything passed for it, everyone was like, I can't remember the 1-800 number. It's like, mm -hmm. we need something easier. And then the 988 yeah. number came through and I was like, this is amazing. I also- Oh yeah, uh, I, I know about heart. Right. Um, I never knew the the one eight hundred number by heart. I know they made a song about it, but um, they did. Yeah, it's a, it's a song with that number, um, mm. and it took off. Um, and so I also want to um, point everyone like in the uh, direction of um, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, um, also known as AFSP. They do. Uh, they advocate and they do walks for uh, suicide prevention. I want to say every month or every other month, uh, you can definitely go to their website, um, AFSP.org. And if you would like to, um, if you would like to become, what is a advocate or a field advocate for, uh, with them, you can definitely fill out that um, form. And from there, they'll send you policies that they would like for your legislator to pass. Um, that That's something that I actually found out about uh, last year as I'm the second year strong of being a field advocate for the state of South Carolina. It's a lot of work, but it's, it's definitely worth it. Um, I know that you talked about your book uh, a little bit, but would you mind sharing just... Um, like before we start wrapping everything up, would you mind sharing some more information about your book and how uh, how they can get um, how they can um, buy it? OK, well, so first of all, my book, What If a Controversial Paradigm Shift? It is available on my website, differenceworld.net. And again, this book was written to encourage and inform thought-provoking conversations about injustice and systemic racism in America. And I've done this through graphic and provocative illustration. So again, be advised, you guys, that this is intended for a mature audience. It has sensitive content. And so if you can't take this hype of heat, still come on to the kitchen. Just get your little fire bucket. You'll be all right. Uh, that's the point of it all, you guys, <laughs> to you guys to come to the kitchen or excuse me, come to the round table and have these conversations that need to be had that are often swept under the rug. People like to turn a blind eye to. Um, the point of it all with this book is not to just, you know, piss people off, or rub people the wrong way or a certain group the wrong way. It's more so uh, to, to bring forth those conversations, like I said, that need to be had to where we can talk about accountability, acknowledgement, unity and overall systemic change. Quite frankly, I'm tired of talking about systemic racism. And if you ask the question, well, why did you choose the controversial route? The reason being is because I've noticed that controversy seems to be the attention getter that people run to. They love, you know, controversy. I, I noticed it online on Instagram and people post little stories, they flock to it. And so I've set it up in a controversial manner but it's more than it to that. Um, and I've also set it up in four different paradigms, historical, political, president, and hypothetical. And with each of these paradigms, I'm talking about controversial deaths and events that have occurred within the African-American community and that have happened in America. And so, um, like I said, this book, again, be advised, it's insensitive content intended for mature audience only. Um, it's available on my website, differenceworld.net. 
um, as well as with my YouTube channel. I like to uh, direct all the traffic to my YouTube channel, you guys. With my business, Third Eye, we're more than just one option. We do it all. We talk about other issues, including, you know, social awareness, you know, equality, um, suicide prevention, you know, depression. Uh, this month is the month of pride. And so we're doing something in honor of LGBTQ community um, and so on and so forth. So that's why, again, I encourage you all to go to my YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button and you come and learn about your girl. That's, you know, my tagline, come and learn. Um, I also want to share, you know, with my motto, manifest, plan and prepare the reason being behind that and the message behind it. When I say manifest, it means removing all the doubt, the fear, the negative naysays from your mind and replacing it with faith and love and affirmation and, and, and hope and knowing that whatever you're man manifesting for, it will come to you. As far as the planning part, that is where you get out, get out what you're saying in your mind on paper and write it out. Have about, you know, two, three plans, a, a backup plan, an exit plan. You can't plan for the unknown, but you can't, expect that it is coming to you and whatever whatever storm coming your way you will weather it and get through it as far as preparation goes when i say prepare i mean prepare from the inside out uh, prepare yourself internally and externally fix your mental health go get your physical health in check go get your financial health in check go cut people off from mean you know will go mend broken bridges so that way whatever it is that you're manifesting and planning for, when it comes to you, you can be prepared for it. You will know how to handle it. You won't squander it like how I did when I was younger. And so the way I approach life now is manifest, plan, and prepare for whatever it is that I want in life. And it's surely going to come to me. And when it does come to me, I will be prepared for it. I will know how to handle it. And so I want any and everybody out there that's listening, watching this dope podcast uh, to remember and always never forget um, when it comes to going after whatever it is that you want in life, you have to manifest, plan, and prepare for it, and then it will surely come to you guys. Um, different world, come and learn. Uh, I don't want to be too much. Of how do you how do you feel society is doing when it's coming to raising awareness on mental health? I feel that we are making progress, but we have a long road to travel. There's still a long road ahead of us, but thank God. Where we are now is that we are finally starting to acknowledge that, you know, mental health is a real issue and it's a societal issue. It just doesn't um, um, reside with one culture or one race. It affects all of us, be it black, white, straight, gay, you know, tall, short, male, female, child, adult. Depression doesn't discriminate. Mental health doesn't discriminate. Um, and so when it comes to mental health, it is a universal issue that we can all relate to. So that's also one of the reasons why um, I'm an eclectic woman, if you will. And one topic doesn't work with you. I know the other one will. And I'm not trying to be funny here, but um, I've noticed that when it comes to uh, white people, <laughs> that's no other way to put it. I'm not a racist. I'm a realist. Um, but when it comes to the majority of white people, they are uncomfortable when it comes to talking about race. But the minute that I talk about mental health, they're all on board. So when in doubt, talk about mental health. <laughs> That'll get the conversation started, if you will. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, and, you know, mental health used to be that conversation where everyone was like, oh, that's such a bad word. We don't we don't oh, talk yeah, about it's that. It's like. It's what, what they say. We don't talk about Bruno. Bruno was mental health. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, because everyone was like, we don't talk about it. Suck it up. Shut up. Move on. And yep. 
then COVID happened. And, and I think that's when a lot of people started to wake up and be like, oh, mental health is real and it's something that we need to discuss. Uh, so I, I definitely thank you for uh, for coming on today and sharing uh, your story with the audience. And definitely. for go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just agreeing with what you said, but uh, why I got the mic. Thank you, Deshaun, for having me on your show and, and allowing me to, you know, come on your platform and share my story, my testimony and promote my business and my product. I definitely appreciate the opportunity. Um, big shout out to again, everybody out there listening and watching and peace and blessings to you. And just to remind you that, you know, you're a king and you got a crown in your head and you're rocking it all so well. And you keep putting pressure on their necks, man. I, I feel good things coming your way. So thank you again for the opportunity. You're, you're welcome. And um, the pleasure is definitely all mine for having uh, you on the podcast. Uh, for everyone that don't know, um, I'm just share this little story. So I'm part of a Facebook, um, me and different are part of a Facebook group called uh, Need a Guest. And uh, I just happened to see her post one day. And I was like, oh, I'm looking for guests for season two of the podcast. And time I saw it, I, I messaged her. It was, I knew that I could not pass up on the opportunity. There was part of me that said, yes, yeah, she'll be a good guest. And then there was part of me just like, but what if she hits on a topic that is too hard for others to handle? And then that part of me that's like, she'll be a good guest. That's what we need. We need mm -hmm. someone that will be able to hit on those topics that other people are too afraid to talk about. Because if you're afraid to talk about it, that means that you probably haven't worked your way all the way through it. So now you need to figure out how you can be able to work through it. Uh, with that being said, my name is Deshaun Williams and I am your host for HeartStrong. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. And remember, don't just be strong, be heart strong. And this is not goodbye, but this is until next time. Thank you.